You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. This is so totally random, but I think it's worth the humans on the planet to know this super fun fact. (laughs) I live in Australia. Truth. Here's the thing. Did you know that everything is backwards in Australia? So if you're looking to buy a house, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, everybody wants a South-facing garden. If you happen to move to the Southern Hemisphere, then you want a North-facing garden. When you guys in the Northern Hemisphere are in summer, those of us in the Southern Hemisphere who live in the upside-down worlds are in winter. Even better than all of that, did you know that when you flush the toilet, the water goes in the opposite direction? My oldest and bestest friend told me that before I moved down here because she's a school teacher and she knows so many random things. She's amazing. I've learned so many fun facts from her. But she also said, hey, when you get off the airplane, can you please confirm for me if the water actually rotates down the toilet in the opposite direction? I can officially confirm that. And I now like to tell people that because it's really freaking fascinating. (laughs) No, literally everything does happen backwards here. This is crazy, this country, but it's so fun. There you go. Fun fact. Fun fact for everybody who lives in the Northern Hemisphere, that everything is backwards in Australia. Absolutely. We all have koalas as pets and 100% our mode of transportation is kangaroos. One day I'll also tell you a funny story about a guy that I worked with once who went on a cruise in America, and that's what he told all of the Americans, just to see how many would believe him. You'd be astounded because a lot did now. <laughs> that's pretty much the story, so there you go. That is your super fun intro for this week's podcast. Now you've already learned something. We're two minutes in, and you've learned a thing. So good. Go out there. And teach all your kids everything you can learn about Australia because there's some really fascinating things to know, like how many deadly animals live on this continent. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's really very frightening. My friends, we might as well never leave our house because the chance of us dying by some sort of water animal, snake, reptile, spider, very high. Anyway. It's a beautiful country and it has so many things sorted out. So many incredible things. Highly recommend. When we get to get on airplanes all free and with no concern over global pandemics, I highly recommend that you get on an airplane and let's hang out. Let's hang out in the world of Australia land because it's so fun. But let us get on to today's topic. And I wanted to spend some time today talking about your website. Now, last week's podcast, we talked about how you can actually make more money by pushing more of your clientele through a process with which your website can help navigate. And the reason that your website is so powerful 
It's because it can do a lot of the heavy lifting for you and you don't need to say talk to a single person. You don't need to talk to a single person. Like we have booked weddings with two emails because of the exact process that we use and that we keep relentlessly focusing on what matters most to our clients. And I knew that the process of doing face-to-face wedding consultations and long drawn out mood boards and quotes and all that shizness was not helping me scale my business. So I wanted to today spend a little bit more time talking about your website and I wanted to give you three easy ways to help you attract those bigger budget customers very specifically using your website. Y'all know how much I love a good website but I also know how confusing it can be when you're trying to get your website sorted and you're like what do I do? Where do I go? What content do I need? How the heck do I make this happen? Which platform should I be using? 9,456 different questions. But the premise of today's podcast is for me to talk strategy, for me to talk about very specifically how you can make your website work for you, how you can have a direct impact on your bottom line, and what you can do to make it easier to get those dream customers working with you. And here's the thing, when you're looking at your competition, don't underestimate, don't underestimate how much they're missing the mark with their website. It's so easy for us as designers to think that it's all about what it looks like and it needs to be pretty and we need to have photo galleries and it needs to be all very like image driven and heavily designed. When in actual fact, the exact opposite is true. The functionality of your website is way more important than any image gallery that you can put together. And here's the thing, while everybody else is out there doing expensive styled shoots, I want you to spend that energy leveling up your website. And when it comes to thinking about how you can start to attract those bigger budget clients, it all comes down to understanding how to present your business in a way that's relevant to your customer. So whether we're thinking about getting that $200 delivery, or you want people to spend more than $3,500 on their wedding flowers, remember, it all comes down to marketing. It all comes down to understanding your customers and building a business and communication that aligns to what matters to your customers. I don't know if I have ever worked in an industry that's so self-centered than we are in the floral design industry because every single designer is wandering around comparing their business to the next business. But you know what makes money? you showing up in a way that's relevant to your customer. So while every other designer is comparing their business to the next business, I want you to stop comparing your business to her business and I want you to start thinking more about how your website can serve and align with what your customer needs. We are so well programmed and conditioned to believe that it's our design skills that are gonna help us build a business. 
And it's perpetuated in this industry, right? In the world of social media, in the world of how many followers have you got, in the world of check out my new online course, everybody's obsessed with design skills. And when nobody is out there actually passing on guidance in terms of how to get those bigger budgets and bigger spending customers coming into store or calling you or getting on your website, you just keep staying focused on your design skills and you keep investing and wanting to learn more about design when in actual fact the problem that needs to be solved is 100% marketing. I don't want to be the one that's going to tell you that marketing is all that matters, but of course we need to be able to fulfill on the ideas that we have and we've presented and that our clients have signed off on. Of course mechanics matter. Of course, I'll be the one to encourage you to go out there and learn as much as you can about flower care and color and design. But when it comes to attracting bigger budget clients, marketing is all that matters. And when it comes to marketing, it's your website that is hands down your single most powerful tool at hand. Because you could have 50,000 followers on Instagram, and if you're pushing them over to a website that's incredibly underwhelming, you've lost them. So you might have spent all of this energy trying to gather some amazing followers on your Instagram feed, but if you haven't thought through that entire customer journey, you're missing out on working with your dream clients. I will tell you right now, your website in 2021 is more important than your shop front. And even better than that, it's way easier for you to maintain. How much time do you spend sweeping that shop and that studio of yours, dusting off those little corners and those cobwebs and those places that you haven't seen for 12 months? Why aren't you spending as much time merchandising your website as you do merchandising your shop front? And I think that's the thing that we've learned in 2020, right? It's how many more customers are buying online. The customer behavior is changing. They're no longer thinking that they have to go into an established physical retail space. Instead, they're looking to capture that same vibe of a very credible and established florist but the whole thing can happen online. And so many famous florists have relied on Instagram to grow a following. And then when it comes to scaling a business, you're like, dude, I'm exhausted. Why am I still attracting the $3,500 clients? Why am I not making enough money? Why is everybody asking me for a $60 shop bouquet? My friend, it's your website that can do so much work for you. It's literally like when you think through and understand the strategy of your website, it's like having an amazing customer service person, a top-notch salesperson, and you understand how to attract those fancy customers that you have been dreaming of working with. I used to believe that those high-end customers would just magically manifest themselves out of nowhere, just coming in and wanting to ask me like they could read my mind. Because what was happening is I was doing $1,500 weddings and I was doing $50 bouquets and then I'd go home and I'd start scrolling through the gram and I'd be dreaming of the day that a customer would just somehow be able to read my mind and just say, oh, hey, Kathleen, you look like the kind of person who wants to do $200 bouquets or you look like the kind of person who wants to do $5,500 weddings. My friends, 
What you put out into the world is the kind of work you're going to be asked to create. So if you feel like you're constantly bombarded by low budget customers, have a good look at your marketing. What are you posting on Instagram? How sophisticated is your website? Are you playing with the big boys? Here's what I learned through this process. Your customers are not going to read your mind. We get to decide as the CEO and creative director of our businesses, who we are in business to serve. And then we build our business around those people. It's not about you wishing that they'd come and find you. It's about presenting your business in a way that is relevant and compelling and aligns to their needs. And that, my friend, is the definition of marketing. It's understanding your customer and living and breathing and presenting your business in a way that's relevant to your customer. What you put out into the world is what you're going to attract into your business. It's actually quite straightforward. So if you're not attracting the kind of people and the kinds of customers into your business that you want to be working with, have a good hard look at your marketing because it's actually very easy to do. So my three tips when it comes to leveling up your website so that you can attract bigger budget clients are as follows. Number one, sophistication counts. And today it's even easier than it's ever been, right? In today's world of DIY website tools and templates, there really is no excuse not to have a schmick looking website. I don't care if you're scared of technology. I don't care if you've decided to label yourself a non-techie person. Let that story go. Understand that if you want to build a successful business, you need to embrace the power of technology. Between the number of amazing humans who just randomly show up on YouTube and do tutorials in the world of Fiverr and the world of people out there and freelancers out there who are more than happy for you to pay them $5,000 to build an amazing website, you have no excuse. Most of the time when it comes to our website, the real issue isn't our vision for our website. It's actually our own self-belief. We think we need to start small. We think we're supposed to work our way up some fictitious floral design ladder. But that's not how it happens. There isn't some hierarchy. There isn't some like rung in which, oh yeah, well, if you're just new, then you just start over here. You need to stay in your freaking box. No, you show up as a credible, legitimate florist and a kick-ass business owner from the day that you start your business. Those designers who you so admire and those designers whose businesses you wish you owned, they made that happen. They decided that's the kind of business they wanted to create and they made it happen. They tackled their own self-doubt. They approached this from a very legitimate and sophisticated perspective. They got over themselves. They decided to make it happen. They kept taking action. They stepped into the CEO that they knew they needed to become, took on all of the fear, took on all of the uncertainty, and they kept going. They made it happen and they set their sights higher. You get to do exactly the same thing. So I want you to sit down and define your business's bigger mission. 
What is the vibe you want to put out into the world? And I want you to be fucking ambitious. You run a legitimate business. There is no dabbling in floral design. You are a CEO. I want you to go out there and build a website that reflects those of every other legitimate floral design business on the planet. There is no difference between you and the people that you admire. There is no difference between me and where you are in your business. The only difference is I have a completely different perspective in terms of what the vision for my business is. I've decided this is the kind of business I want to run, so I learned to make that happen. It has nothing to do with how many years you've been in business for. It has nothing to do with your level of qualification or experience. It's a mindset decision. And your brain's going to freak out. Your brain is going to have a fucking field day. It's going to come up with 957 reasons as to why you can't do it. Don't believe your brain. Don't believe any of those thoughts that come into your head. Decide that you run a legitimate business. Decide that you are a powerful CEO and show up as the best version of yourself. And that includes building a website that reflects the kind of business you want to be running in the future. I don't care what the request was that came in yesterday. What is the kind of work you want to be attracting in the future? That is what your website is there to do. Your clients will look at your website and the level of sophistication of your website and use it as a de facto placeholder for your ability to design. Literally. The fancier and more sophisticated your website, the more credible they think you are as a designer. Now, you and I know that those two things are completely unrelated, but our clients don't because we are service providers and the beginning of the service that we provide is what we post on Instagram. It's the process that we take our clients through on our website. It's the vibe that you put out into the world. It is part of your offering. So if you feel like you're constantly being bombarded by price shoppers, if you feel like you're constantly being asked to create small size arrangements, look at how you're presenting your business to the world. Dream bigger and channel that ambition to grow a bigger business. Whether or not they actually know it, but the sophistication of the photography that you use, the types of ingredients that you present in your imagery, the formats that you're actually presenting, all have an impact on how your clients perceive your business. Your website is a very intentional and highly strategic marketing tool. Use it to your advantage. Play a bigger game, level up, and be more sophisticated. Tip number two. Be the floral designer that talks about budgets and pricing. Whether it's an online calculator or you're doing blog posts or you have a really easy tool for your clients to understand what their budget is going to get them, be the designer that actually talks about money. The trick with attracting bigger budget clients is the price points that you're talking about are bigger. So if you're focused in on daily deliveries, I want you to think about showcasing those $300 orders, not those $30 posies. When you're looking at weddings and trying to think about how you attract those bigger budget clients, then I want you to channel your inspiration and I want you to fill your marketing efforts with the $10,000 archway. 
not the $85 table arrangement. The same thing applies on Instagram. Be very intentional about the images that you post. Your next post is about your next customer. Your Instagram is not your fucking portfolio. Your Instagram is a way for you to attract new clients to your business. I do not give a rat's ass if up until this point the only paying client you've had is your sister and all she did was cover the flowers for her wedding. Your customer doesn't care. And while every other designer out there is making it really hard for customers to understand what their budget will get them, I will encourage you to do the exact opposite. I want you to show up and I want you to do the brave thing and I want you to talk about money because those are the questions that your customers have. Your customers want to know how much I need to spend to impress her. Your customers want to know what I should spend for a sympathy arrangement. Your customers want to know what $10,000 is going to get them for their wedding. There's nowhere else on the planet that they can find this information. So be the one in your area who shows up and gives them real tangible guidance. This is how we have landed clients with seven, eight, nine thousand dollar budgets because I am the one who's willing to show up and just give them the facts. I'm not here with judgment. I'm not here to tell my client that they don't have enough money. However much money they have is perfect. I'm here to tell them what their money will get them. It's no surprise that our clients come to us because our budget that we talk about on the website and the budgets that we talk about on Instagram very closely align with their wish list. If you are the designer who shows up and proactively talks about money, you proactively tell your clients this is what your money will get them, don't be surprised if your clients then come to you with that amount of money. The trust that you garner because you are the designer who will actually talk about money and budgets will blow your mind. And I know it feels uncomfortable because every other designer out there is making it really freaking hard for clients to understand what their money will get them. But hey, whether it's setting up an online catalog, whether you have an online budget calculator, whether you have a blog post, and how relentlessly you talk about money on Instagram, your customers are actually going to be more attracted to you. They're going to trust you even more because you are the designer that's doing it opposite to everybody out there. Because you are the designer who's actually showing up and talking about money. So while everybody else is out there making it really hard for clients to understand what their budget's going to get them, and if they're lucky, maybe they'll have a price list posted, which is also incredibly useless, by the way, I want you to think about this from your client's point of view. What are the questions that your clients ask? Number one, they want to know about money because how the heck are they supposed to know what they should be setting as their wedding budget? How the heck are they supposed to know how much they should be spending on a beautiful bouquet for Mother's Day? Stop telling yourself that they should know because unless you're the one who's telling them, unless you're talking to every human on the planet every day about it, you're barely scratching the surface. Flip the process on its head. You don't wait for clients to magically appear that align to your ideal budget. You decide what you want your ideal budget and then you craft your marketing in line with it. This has nothing to do with your design ability. This has nothing to do with your credentials, your experience, or your expertise. This has everything to do with understanding that this and your business is based on marketing. 
This is the skill set that so many floral designers have ignored. This is the skill set that so many floral designers don't realize that this is what's missing. If you feel like you're constantly being bombarded with people who are price shopping, have a look at your marketing. It's the piece of the puzzle that is missing. So tip number two in attracting better clients to your business is talk about money, talk about pricing. And tip number three, please ditch the image galleries. They were really cool in 2007 and 2008, but you don't need them anymore. Gone are the days of needing to have epic image galleries. You really, really, really do not need them. Plus, super functionally, when you have that many images on your website, it will actually slow down the load speed of the pages on your website, which will have a dramatic impact on search engine optimization, which means that even if you had 957 images in your image gallery, your website's going to take forever to load, so Google's actually going to penalize you for it. Now, here's the thing. You're going to be like, but what do I do with all of those images. Hey, you know how you're also coming to me and being like, I don't know what to post on Instagram. Do you know how Instagram is an imaged based platform? Here's the trick, my friend. Take all of those images that you wanna put in your big fat photo galleries on your website and channel them through your Instagram feed. And then link your Instagram feed to your website. Two birds one stone, covered off, you're welcome, so amazing. It's so much more helpful to your clientele to be able to understand that your most recent work or your favorite designs or your biggest inspirations or the guide that they're looking for is sitting on Instagram. Your Instagram feed and your website are so closely interlinked. The way that you're mapping out this entire process and the journey that you're taking your customers on is so important. Remember that. It's a journey. No client is ever just going to find you and immediately throw their money at you. You're taking your customers through a process. They're going to discover you, and then they're going to fall in love with you, and then they're going to want to know some very functional information about how to work with you, and then they're going to inquire, or and then they're going to actually order online. The best thing you can do for your business if you're trying to figure out how to scale from where you are now into the big fat zeros that you want to be at is to understand that entire process can happen without you as the human being actually talking to them. When you understand that you're taking your clients through a process, the more you can rely on technology, the more you can rely on communication, the more you can rely on good content the more you'll understand that there are so many potential clients who are out there waiting to work with you. And then you're going to end up with these like emails that are so in line with the kind of work you want to be doing. You're going to be like, what? How did I do this? Because you thought through the customer journey. So while you might have all of those old image galleries on your website, get rid of them. They're not helping you. And heck, if you're anything like me, when you look at those images now, you're like, I don't want to do that kind of work anymore. So you might even just be like, hey, you know what, can I just get rid of them? Because I used to think you had to have image galleries on your website to be able to look like a legitimate florist. So that's what I did. And then 12 months later, I'd go back and look at them and be like, oh my God, I have to go through and update all of this again. So I just skipped the whole thing. You don't need image galleries on your website to look like a legitimate florist. You can just 
curate an Instagram feed that reflects the kind of work you want to be asked to make, Shazam. Such a more fun way to do it. My friends, if you feel like the clients who are coming to you are not aligning with the kinds of clients that you want to be working with, have a good hard look at your marketing. What are the kinds of pictures that you're posting on your Instagram feed? If you want to be attracting bigger budget clients, then you need to be featuring bigger budget designs. Beautiful, lush archways, abundant table arrangements, ceremony features. Be very critical and specific about the types of ingredients that you're asked to create. You gotta show the work you wanna be asked to create. Humans are very, very simple. And my friends, I'm not telling you to go out there and invest a million dollars in styled shoots. That's not the way that it has to happen. It's actually way simpler than that. I want you to be very selective about what you post on Instagram. Your Instagram feed is not a fucking tally of everything you've ever created in your entire life. Your Instagram feed is a marketing tool that's there to help you attract your next client. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's going to blow your mind and some of you are not going to want to hear this. Your customers are perfect. Every single one of your customers is behaving exactly the way that humans are supposed to behave. The thing that's not working is how you're marketing your business. So if you don't like the customers that are coming to you, have a good hard look at how you're marketing your business. Are you playing small and dabbling and showing cheap and cheerful arrangements? Or are you dreaming bigger and embodying the CEO of the million dollar business that you want to build? Those two perspectives are going to create a totally different impact from a marketing point of view. When you think about the CEO and the kind of business you want to be running, whether it's 100K, 200K, a million dollars, $10 million, that's a different version of you. You as the CEO in your business, it's a very different version of you. It's somebody who dreams bigger. It's somebody who still is ambitious, who's somebody who's not afraid of fear. And you keep taking action. When you practice this idea that your customers are absolutely perfect, you realize the only thing that needs to change is you and your marketing. And when you start to set your sights higher, when you start to dream about building that $250,000 or the million dollar business or whatever the big fat number is that you have, you will recognize that there's a lot that needs to change. I sit here and I think about what the next version of this business is going to look like. And I'm like, oh my God, can we please get on this roller coaster? Because it's going to be a fucking epic ride. Because I know in order for me to evolve into that version of the CEO and that business, I am the one that has to change. All of my customers are perfect. Everybody who works with me, perfect. If I want to change my results, then I'm the one that needs to change. So do not waste another second on whinging about how your customers are obsessed about price, about whinging about how your customers keep coming into the shop or they keep emailing or they keep phoning saying like, oh, you're too expensive. Take that data if they're showing up and they're telling you why they're objecting to your offer. Huh, they think I'm too expensive. Okay, so what do I need to do to change my marketing to educate them on the fact of this is the value that you're getting? The minute that you sit in victim mode and the minute that you sit there and you just keep pointing the finger and blaming it at everybody else, 
the minute that you're whinging about your clientele or you're whinging about your brides or you're whinging about your staff, or you're whinging about all of these things, all of which I used to do, hot tip, that was totally me. I used to sit around and just be like, oh my God, this is so frustrating. I wish they were all different. The minute that you think that, you've just handed all of your power over. The minute that you wish everything around you would change, the minute that you wish that you had a shop front, the minute that you wish that you were in a different location, the minute that you wish you had different clientele, the minute that you wish that your brides would stop price shopping and ghosting you, you've handed away all of your power. When you decide that your customers are perfect, when you recognize that all humans behave exactly the way that they should be, the only thing that needs to change is me and my marketing, huh? Let's get to work. Let's decide how we're going to change our approach, change our marketing to get our customers behaving the way that they want to behave. Because here's the thing, my friends, all humans really like to follow directions. They love following directions. Your customers want to spend money. Your customers are just doing exactly what you're telling them to do. So what's amazing is when you recognize that your customers are perfect and what you want to be doing is leveling up your marketing, you learn exactly how to make that happen. So when you find yourself falling into that space of blame, finger pointing and wishing that everything was different, I want you to take a pause. I want you to know that you don't have to. You don't have to sit there and point the finger. You don't have to just wish that things were different. You get to take control. You get to step into your power. You get to decide the kind of business that you want to create, lean into all of the discomforts and make it happen. If you don't like the results that are happening in your business right now, have a good hard look at yourself. Take responsibility and own it. And then change it. Because this is what's so fun. This is what's so unexpected about being a CEO. You get to set the rules. You get to decide how shit's going to go down. And if shit's not going down the way that you want it to, you know who gets to change it? You do. It's so empowering, my friends. So instead of sitting around and blaming your customers, instead of wishing that everybody would just stop price shopping, take responsibility for it and change your behavior. You're going to blow your mind with what's possible once you recognize that you get to take responsibility for your current results. If it's not working, take responsibility, reflect, come back to understanding, huh, you know what? I get to change my behavior. What's my website doing in terms of helping me attract better clients? Have I even got a website sorted? What's going on over here? Huh? No wonder my clients are like coming to me with $27. Because I, as the business owner, and me as the head of marketing, are not doing anything to support this cause. So the next time you get a customer coming to be like, oh, that's too expensive. Be like, great, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Can you please get out of my shop? Get out of my email inbox. Get out of my Instagram DMs because, honey, I got to get to work. I got to get to work and figuring out how I can start to educate my clients more about the value that they're getting. Because my friend, if you want me to show up and do the fucking epic ceremony installation, you want me to lift a finger, 2,500 bucks. That's it. If you don't want to pay for it, amazing. If I have lots of people coming to me and being like, that's too expensive, then I am going to take responsibility and decide, huh, 
Okay, so what can Kathleen do to do my marketing differently, to start to educate my clients in terms of what is $2,500 get them? Why is this fucking like the deal of the century? Am I even offering the right service to the right clients? It's so empowering when you take responsibility for the results in your business because the only thing that needs to change is you. It's so incredibly fun. So if you're stuck in that spiral of wishing, just wishing, right? Like we wish, because this is totally me, right? Standing in the shop, I just wished. <laughs> like all of the high budget clients and all of the fancy people who ordered flowers would just magically be able to read my mind. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, my friends, if you had seen the state of the shop when we first took it on, I'd be like, well, no shit. No shit the fancy people aren't coming here. <laughs> Like, Kathleen, what are you expecting? So here's the thing, my friend. Can you please learn from my experience and maybe speed up your own progress so it doesn't have to take you five years to make it happen? <laughs> what are you doing? How are you presenting your business to the world? What are you doing on Instagram? What does your website look like? Does it reflect the type of customer you want to be coming into your business? Look at the kinds of customers who are inquiring. Look at the kinds of customers who are walking in. Look at the kinds of customers and the emails that they're sending you and the phone calls that they're making and the questions that they're asking. If what they're asking and the kinds of orders you're being asked to create do not align with the kind of work you want to be putting out into the world, 100%, the problem is just marketing, which is actually a very straightforward problem to have. Once you understand that your customers are perfect, how you're marketing your business is totally in reflection, and hey, you can get to work to change it. It's so fun because you are going to blow your mind with what's possible, and I truly believe that once you start to understand just how little our customers know about flowers, my friend, you can sell anything to anyone and become a master salesperson, which is an phenomenal skill to have because it's so fun in all aspects of your life to become a phenomenal salesperson. So the moral of the story today, right? Three tips to help you level up your website. First, sophistication counts. I want you to play with the big boys. I want you to level up your website and I want you to put out into the world the work you want to be attracting into your business. Number two, I want you to do the exact opposite of what every floral designer has ever done before you have arrived. And I want you to be the one that talks about budget and I want you to be the one that talks about money. It works. Your clients will love you. And number three, just ditch the image galleries, right? Ditch all of the image galleries on your website. You don't need them. All the work that you want to be doing, throw it up on your Instagram feed. Use it as a way to inspire your clients and get them to understand what's possible. My friends... It's also going to save you time down the road because then you don't even have to worry about thinking, ah, oh, at some point in time, I need to update these image galleries. It's like, let's just get rid of the whole thing, peoples. So those are my three tips for you guys in terms of how to use your website to attract bigger budget clients. And for all of you guys who are part of my private community, I have made this even better for you. And I've actually given you seven tips. My seven go-to tips to help you attract bigger budget clients. If you want in on this goodness, all you need to do is sign up for my Flower Boss Bootcamp, my friends. As part of my Flower Boss Bootcamp, my online program to help you level up your marketing know-how, every single one of my beautiful peoples on the planet have access to a private 
community. And we have designers in there from the US, from Canada, from United Arab Emirates, from the UK, from Australia, from New Zealand. It is blowing my mind. And what is so incredibly fun is just how supportive and lovely every single one of these human beings is. They're like my all-time favorite people. I'm not going to lie. This is my all-time favorite place to hang out, to be able to teach floral designers how to make money. So for everybody who is part of that community, I have put a post in there to share with you our top seven tips to help you attract bigger budget clients. For those of you who are just consuming the podcast, then you got a taste of those seven, but you're only getting three because you know what? I'm here to serve all my peoples in the Flower Boss Bootcamp. They are my number one priority. And if you want to take your business to the next level, of course, you are invited to join my Flower Boss Bootcamp. That way you don't need to futz around. You don't need to go out there and try and dabble in all the things. You can just learn from me exactly what you need to do. So I talk you through all of the marketing things. I give you exactly how to set up your website. I talk you through the mindset blocks that are currently getting in the way so that you can build that business that you have been chasing. You get to make it happen. Telling you right now, my Flower Boss Bootcamp is like no other program available. And because the whole thing's hosted online, do you know what's so fun? I can be in the middle of fucking nowhere Australia and you can be in the middle of fucking nowhere America. <laughs> and we can hang out together. Or you could be in Spain, Panama. Got a message from a girl in Zimbabwe the other day blowing my mind, people. This is so incredibly fun. So with my Flower Boss Bootcamp, it's built on three very distinct pillars. The first one is clarity so that you can understand exactly what it takes and how to build the marketing piece of the puzzle to build the business that you want. Step by step, brick by brick, we will build it together. You also get access to the private community because I know what it's like to spend hours either at the workbench or at your computer and feel like you're the only one. Feel like you're the only one struggling and then you get access to me 24-7 so you can just ask all your questions. Which is also incredibly helpful because that in the end is also going to save you even more time. Plus, I teach you about confidence teach you how to show up as that badass CEO that you know you want to be, but you're not quite sure how to get there. At the end of the day, my friend, I absolutely know that you can build a hugely successful business. And I know that there's nobody else on the planet that is talking about the idea of becoming a floral designer and a millionaire. That there's nobody else on the planet about becoming a floral designer and actually making money because you do not just need to do this for the love of it. You can build a beautiful business that you love that adds tremendous value to humanity, particularly in 2021 and beyond, and make really good money. So if you're keen to sign up, if you're keen to take your business to the next level, if you're keen to learn what it takes to build that million-dollar mindset, my friend, sign up for my Flower Boss Bootcamp. The link is in the show notes. Let's do it. Let's make this happen because this is going to be a freaking phenomenal year. So yes, 100%. Please spend some time, spend some time this week, next week, and the week after, and every week that you own a business looking at your website, figuring out how you can take it to the next level. What's missing? What's not working? I hope that you have an amazing week, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.